Fuck. Okay. <laughs> Ready? Yeah. Welcome everyone to Poke Rogue, a Pokemon trading card game podcast where we talk about the decks that are not being discussed. My name is Austin and who is me, Mazlababoo, is my co-host, Nick. Hello. <laughs> Today is October 21st, 2021. Let's get into our 13th episode. I just went with it. <laughs> you did. <laughs> What's been going on, man? What's been going on with you, man? I haven't kind of <laughs> ditched me for a week. Yeah, I went, what to go do? Went on my long journey from Memphis to Pennsylvania. Yeah, did yeah. that. That was a lot of driving mm-hmm. there and back. About eighteen hours there, eighteen hours back. But how does a school teacher find the time to go to Pennsylvania? It was on fall break. Oh, that's okay, the only okay. time you have time for anything is on did, a on did, a pre scheduled break. But did you miss your little dickhead students? You know. Just a little. Just a little. Just a little. Did you tell them They're that? always very nice when you come back. Yeah. Like when you first come back, they miss you and they're mm-hmm. like, oh, yeah, I haven't seen you in so yeah. long. You're way better than my parents. Yeah. My parents don't give me Pokemon cards. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. They, they just like me for the Pokemon cards. They see me as like a human pinata. You beat the shit out of me every day. Yeah. By being a pain in the ass, Hopefully. and then and Pokemon cards fall out of my pocket. <laughs> <laughs> That's horrible, man. <laughs> but I went to a went to a, that pretty sweet flea market, you know, in yeah. Amishville. Mm-hmm. Went to that nice Pokemon stand. I sent you pictures of all the cool product they I had there. I posted the pictures on Instagram. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah, people saw it. It was really awesome, man. They were fully stocked. Pricing was normal pricing. Mm-hmm. Got stuff right from you know celebrations like playable stuff for real cheap, and found a. You know, Inteleon for 21, uh, 25 cents. What's Inteleon? A quick shooting Inteleon oh, <laughs> for, for 25 cents. I found uh, Ludicolo for 25 cents. So Sick, man. Um, pretty nice finds. I guess something else is, I guess celebrations have officially became available since our last time we yeah, recorded. Yeah, yeah, it's out now. So, I mean, let's talk about that real quick. Not a whole, not a huge set, <laughs> but we bought all our singles for about 20 bucks. Yeah, yeah, mine was mine was way less, but I only got Mews and Zacians. Yeah, much. I, at the moment, I grabbed like the Yvetals, um, mm, the yeah. Dialga or Dialgia, um, other things out of America, just a playset. Because so yeah. I was already making an order on TCG. Play. Like I'm sure it's gonna just remain cheap yeah. for all the playable. Like I didn't. So all these people, you know, I went to the runners yesterday mm-hmm. and people at the shop were like hey do you have any extra of this card from celebrations i'm like man i didn't buy any sealed product from celebrations i bought i did buy ended up buying some but it was just i went up to our my favorite store up in atoka tennessee and i was already there on some official business picking up my uh my team challenge qualifier what was Play on that. your qualifier mat this time? Articuno. Ooh, okay. Articuno. I saw that there's an Articuno one, a Zapdos, and a Moltres. Did you yeah. get to pick it, or is it just no, like I think whatever was it's there? Based on like how well you did. So my team lost first round, so we only got the Articuno. <laughs> did they really tear the birds? Like they said, Articuno yes. is yeah. So like top eight, and then fin- and then. So which Moltres was the top was, tier? Bird. I think Moltres. Or, or, the rock, the fighting one. What the fuck is it? Zapdos, oh, Zapdos was, was like really? the second one. And then Moltres was like, you know, you were the finisher. So I really? think there's only four fin- Moltres out there. Damn. So, but man, I did not answer your question earlier. I went back to week, work finally for one day this week. Mm-hmm. Hard stuff. Yeah. Played in one event online on Limitless. Oh, yeah. Did okay. I think I went 4-3-1 before I ended up dropping. Yeah. 
Was that uh, the one you made it in with seven points? Yeah, right? yeah. Man, and the thing I hate about those, that was the the chill series one, mm-hmm. right? I hate that you can even make it in with seven because realistically, you're not, gonna make you're not going to make it after. I think they should have kept it at nine or 10. Mm-hmm. Not in 10, because 10 convinces people to do the fucking ID thing. Yeah. So I feel like they need to just make it stricter so it's you don't keep going for for nothing. I did finally put out a... Me- um, I just shot a message in the general message, and I think it was even like Zach Lesage that got back to me. I was like, hey, I'm just wondering, what's even the point of having the split? Um, yeah. And he was like, it's just to just to keep the events moving along mm-hmm. so that people that absolutely don't have a chance of getting top cut are cut out. So then, like, we're not sitting there waiting yeah. on them But to seven play. doesn't have a chance. Yeah. Even yeah, if yeah. you went perfect four in a row after that, I think you still don't. I would have, Unless like, a slight everyone chance. else, yeah, would But I did, low. this time was super satisfying because I watched all the people that ID'd, and then mm-hmm. there was people that played it out on the bottom. And a majority of the people played it out. That played it out on the bottom made it, and people that I really? didn't. Some of the people. Oh, that's good. So they were taking a cac- like a risk of like yeah. IDing, and it's like, well, maybe I will make it. When it's like, no, yeah. if you play and win, you will make it. If you lose, then I mean, right. So, but anyway, yeah, I saw that when that dude mess. You sent me that message. Oh yeah, that guy's asking you to ID, and yeah. you're like. No, no, man. I said, no, man. I want to play it out. And there's no reason for you to ID. Because <laughs> we were like, going into phase one. And he's like, it doesn't matter for phase two. And I'm like, yeah, it does. Yeah, it does matter. Because you going in with nine points compared to like seven points or mm-hmm. eight points. Oh, no, you would have went in with ten nine. points. Yeah, because no. you already had a yeah, tie. Cause I, yeah, because I lost. You had a seven. Yeah. ID would have put you at eight versus doing the game. Ten would have been pretty decent. Yeah. Like ten would have been an okay entry. Yeah. So, so he was like, yikes. And he ended up winning. I'm like, there you go, man. You're better off for the rest of the tournament because we played yeah. it out. And he's like, well, it still doesn't matter. And I'm like, yeah, it does. And then, yeah, it, it does matter. Yeah. Then it does, yeah. All right, man. Well, we've we've chatted enough. <laughs> let's, um, let's go rogue, man. Let's go rogue. I went rogue. I just had no hope. I really had to let shit go. Had to rise. I won't boast till I found my pot of gold. Okay, man. Rogue deck of this week. It's a it's a bona fide bona fide deck. Bona fide deck. Man. It's bona fide because I already have used it in tournaments, and I've already had a solid finish with it. Oh, even man. prior to this this episode. What's the name of it? Dark burbs. Dark burbs. Not dark bribes. Dark bibs. No, not dark burbs. No bribes. No bibs. Burbs. 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 If you don't know, burbs is the slang for birds. I did not know that. Did you really not know that? I don't work at I don't work at inner city like <laughs> inner city children, man. Are you assuming that those are what that's what inner city children say? Was, I guess, no, this is what this is what people say on the Facebook, the interwebs, the old people interwebs. I don't know. I'm not on there. Man. Oh, well, I'm on, you're, you're I'm on not. Instagram, but not really. Yeah. So burbs means birds. Okay. And it's a new version, completely new toga kiss. We've done a toga kiss in the past. We did one with. Um, with the bronzong metal transfer, but this is a completely different take. Mm-hmm. This is a toga kiss that's just holding up a middle finger to the main decks of the meta. That's why this exists. Like this is a go fuck you to every other well, the three probably top meta decks that people are playing. It doesn't get any more rogue than that. Right. Okay. You have three Toga Kiss V, three Toga Kiss V Max, two Galarian Moltres, right? Mm-hmm. Throwing in that Moltres. We got uh, four Sobbles with the 70 HP, four Drizzile with the Shady Dealings, three Inteleon with the Quick Shooting. So, right away, why are we even going to play this? We got Togekiss, who 
You know, he only hits for like 120, you know, it's not a big deal. He's the Toga Kiss V? Toga Kiss V Max, anyway. Okay, okay. Toga Kiss V Max, he hits for 120. Not great. He's colorless, so he gets to use a powerful energy that mm-hmm. adds 20 more damage. So 140, realistically, is what he's swinging for. But every time you hit, you get to grab two cards from your deck. Any two cards? Any two cards. Do you have to reveal energy? them? Energy? Nope. Okay. Don't reveal it. You grab energy, you grab trainers, you grab disruption cards, anything you want. Or you grab shit because you want them to Marnie you on purpose, you know? Just fuck with them. That's what I was about to ask. Yeah, you do that too. So the whole point of this is, one, Moltres' attack is cheap. It's mm-hmm. two energy. He also has free retreat. Who do you think free retreat fucks over? Leafeon. 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 Yeah. Leafeon. Yeah, we Dude, played that match. That was bullshit. Leafeon struggles so much against Togekiss VMAX because the max damage output for its uh, two energy attack is 120, yeah. which forces you to three shot a Togekiss VMAX. Togekiss VMAX will not have to three shot Leafeon because you're going to hit it for 140 twice and then you're going to drop some quick shooting with your Inteleons. So Togekiss VMAX is very strategic, and what you're going to do is every time you grab two cards, you're going to grab a couple disruption cards mm-hmm. along the way. So you're going to grab hammers, you're going to grab fan of waves, and you are just going to hit them for these two shots, but you're going to constantly pick off their energy. So when you're in a Leafeon matchup or a, a Dragapult matchup, anything like that that plays special energies, it's real easy. They yeah. just never get a second Leafeon VMAX set up or second Dragapult because they put down a horror energy or they put down a capture energy and you're just like fan of waves, crushing hammer. So it really holds them back. They spend the entire game trying to set up one Leafeon VMAX or one Dragapult VMAX while you force them to three-shot you. Not to mention um, your... Moltres just one right. shots them. And then we put in Moltres because <clears throat> Dragapult is still the top played deck in almost every tournament I see. So we're throwing in Galarian Moltres, accelerates energy from the discard onto itself with the ability. Mm-hmm. So once per turn, you can accelerate one on. So you're going to discard a dark energy. So that's the other thing. We're playing dark energy in here. You're going to discard a dark energy, accelerate it onto yourself. And then when you need to, you know, if they knock out a Togekiss, well, then you take Accelerate again mm-hmm. and attach for turn, and Moltres can take a knockout as well. I see, though, unless I'm just missing something, man, you only have one energy switch in here. What yep. the fuck's up with that? We have one energy switch. for That's the spice, man. That's it's the a spice? Spi- it's a spicy energy switch, which okay. is not, like, you don't need it. But what you're going to use it for is when you need to pull out this sick two-shot that they don't see coming. So okay. you're going to hit them for Togekiss VMAX mm-hmm. for, say, let's say it's 120, like, okay. like your lowest possible numbers. You hit them for 120, and you do one Dire Wing Flames ability with Moltres to accelerate an energy on. Right. So you got one energy on Moltres, two on Togekiss. So Togekiss has got free retreat, so you retreat it into Moltres, you use your energy switch, mm-hmm. and then you do your manual attachment. And now your Moltres finishes with a 190, and 190 plus 120 puts you at 310 already. For a lot of top decks, that's the knockout. And if it's not, then one quick shooting does the knockout. Okay. I was looking at it the wrong way. So I have an energy switch. I've been playing Sableye here lately, which is not like super rogue, but still pretty rogue. And we're going to get back to this deck here in a second. But the way I've been playing it, I put 
I guess what makes my deck unique is I do play that one copy of Energy Switch, and I put it on the Moltres, and then I would Energy Switch to the Sableye when right. I need to attack faster. You're doing it the complete opposite way, where you pull it off your basically your primary attacker and put it onto your secondary attacker for the spells. Right, because you want the okay. Moltres to get the knockout. That's and now you, there's one other function to it. You might notice in this list I am playing one copy of Cheryl, mm-hmm. Because yeah, Cheryl can heal your VMAC, well, your evolutions. So, but when it does, it discards your energy. Mm-hmm. So, to preserve an energy, you're going to remove one of your energy onto a fresh um, Togekiss. Okay, if you have to. And then heal the one that's, you know, that's damaged or whatever. And then you're only getting rid of one energy. Mm-hmm. So, you can still manually attach onto the fresh one. Onto the fresh one. And then dire wing, uh, flame wings, possibly, if yeah. you're getting rid of a dark energy onto your Moltres. So, it preserves that energy. And I'm finding myself using that Cheryl frequently. Like it's it's definitely coming in clutch and winning some matches. As far as these trainers go, we got three Marnie, we got three Crushing Hammer, we got three Incense, a Pal Pad, one copy of Raihan. That's another clutch card in this because mm-hmm. you can always grab it with your Drizzles. You can grab it with, you know, when you know you're going to get knocked out, you're going to grab it with your Togekiss VMAX <clears throat> yeah. on the turn before. And that way you can accelerate an energy either onto a Moltres or onto another Togekiss. We got one Rose Tower in case shit goes bad and you just need to draw. Also because you need to get rid of, sometimes like in a Dragapult matchup, you just need to bump their stadium. If they're playing the Path to the Peak to Mm -hmm. shut off your Moltres ability, you only need to use your Moltres ability one time to win that match. If you get one Moltres set up in two turns, Dragapult loses yeah for sure like it's just done you knock out two dragapult and the game's over but i found myself on my first draft not playing any stadium and every now and then they would on their first starting hand have a path to the peak and make the match significantly more challenging we got two bosses orders we got one bird keeper we use that to get our moltres out of the active or to get out of the active when you're playing against leafeon Mm -hmm. because they're going to increase that um retreat cost we got four quick ball we got a tool scrapper. We use tool scrapper a lot to stop Jolteon because we are weak to electric okay. with um, with Togekiss VMAX. Mm-hmm. So you want to make it hard for Jolteon to attack because they use lots of speed energy. You so Jolteon really, is too. Right. So yeah. you can use, you can use uh, what's it called? They use speed energy. So you can use your Fatal Waves to get rid of the speed energy. And then, you're, the you're going to get rid of the tool, forcing them into the two manual attachments. Okay. So I have actually won in tournaments against Jolteon, even though it's my weakness. So besides that, we got a copy of a scoop-up net to get our Sobble out of the active if we're stuck with it in the active, and then evolve onto a new uh, evolve a new Drizzile. We got level balls in there, of course, four of them, because we're playing that Sobble Drizzile line. We got three Professor's Research, two Phantom Waves, and that one energy switch. Our energy split comes down to two capture energy for some consistency, five dark energy, and two powerful energy. One thing I didn't mention was that Togekiss VMAX is resistant to fighting. That's what I was about to ask. So how does that do, I guess, the biggest, most relevant deck right now for fighting is Single Strike Urshifu VMAX. How right. Does it do? So Single Strike Urshifu. That actually... I- that's super helpful because it sits there and puts the damage on for you. So Right. Yeah. He's got to hurt himself already, so he guarantees I'm going to hit him with a two-shot. Mm-hmm. It also sets up nice math where my one-shot plus the damage he puts on himself plus my quick shootings can often one-shot an Urshifu V. 
Okay. Every time I play that matchup, they try to avoid using the VMAX mm -hmm. because the VMAX would have to have all four single strike energy on it at once to one shot a Togekiss. That's a lot of energy, so and, I can fan of, and I can yeah. fan of waves it. So he doesn't get four. Yeah. I have yet to play the match where he got four energy mm -hmm. on to even do the knockout. So they try to play the regular V. They have to keep putting damage. And every time they do, they get me closer to the one shot and I quick shooting. Mm -hmm. So you have a very favorable matchup against single strike, which is awesome. You have a favorable matchup against Leafeon and you have a favorable matchup against Dragapult. And that's the main function here. If you hit those three, you're sitting pretty. Okay. So there is one that I feel like is kind of hiding in the background right now, but it's a fucking... Every time I play it, I dread it. It's the Su Queen Ludicolo. Yeah. How do you fare against that? It's good against that okay. because you're still hitting them with Moltres. Moltres 190 plus one quick shooting takes out Suicune. Okay. So in that matchup, you're going to try to absorb the Suicune attacks with your VMAX. Okay. You're going to attack with your Moltres, and you're going to share all your VMAX. So you don't even really commit energy to the Togekiss unless you have to. Not much. You okay. might you might do it if you get, like, because you can disrupt them too, right? They mm -hmm. play capture energy in that deck, so you can kind of hold them back a turn. If you can get the two shot with the Togekiss, you'll do it. Okay. But if not, you might just one shot them with a a quick shooting plus a Moltres, and you're going to get rid of their Cape of Toughness with your Tool Scrapper. The only matchup that's kind of a disaster is Zacian Zamazenta. Fuck that deck. That deck, man, is fucking horrible. I can't. It was, I don't it's know why deck. it's not performing. I, 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 I kind of like think, it. Really, I think but, if more people played it, it yeah. would be everywhere and yeah. do very well. Every time I see it, you know, I can't even say it though. I saw one tournament... The one I just got sixth in with Dark Burbs, yeah. the Zacian Zamazenta won it. Mm -hmm. And I lost to it at the end to go on to like to finish. So, But I've seen another tournament where the win percent for Zacian Zamazenta was like 30. So I see some tournaments where they're like, they're winning and they're like 70 plus percent win average. And then other tournaments where they're just terrible. I think it's just a matter of what's in the tournament. I don't know, man. Um Especially now that Victini just won, um, like a late oh, night did series, it? yeah. So I think so. Gonna... Maybe we'll see it decrease. That's um, the only thing. It's like getting around that deck. It's super hard. You got to be swinging with Moltres into their Zamazentas because mm -hmm. you have nothing else to get through the Zamazentas. They just accelerate so fast, and they can take out your your uh, regular Togekiss V before you even evolve. One more thing I want to bring up before we. Um, move on from this nasty meta talk is <sighs> dude i've been having a lot of time with rapid strike urshifu um any variant of it how how are you how does it do i mean how how has this been playing against rapid strike you just have to do a little faster than the rapid strike yeah or? it's kind of like i mean it's another one it's playing they got to be a good player too let's okay. start there if they're playing rapid strike urshifu and they're not sequencing regular fighting energy mm -hmm. and only playing rapid strike energy when they're going to use G max rapid flow. Yes. Yeah, so you can't like that's a huge mistake. If they put like, they need to always do the fighting energy first and only use the special for G max rapid flow. Okay. If I play a player who doesn't recognize that, then I fan a waves it and it ruins their game. Right. Cause mm -hmm. they only get a few opportunities, but it's not a bad matchup. It's, okay. it's kind of like most matchups with it. Rapid strike Urshifu, if it goes first and gets the right pieces, can just dominate a game, yeah, right? Because it just obliterates your bench before you get to set up anything. But if it's a normal matchup, you get to set up, they get to set up, 
it's kind of favorable because Rapid Strike Urshifu with your fighting resistance is only hitting you for 90 damage. Okay, with the, the G-Max Rapid Flow. Or no, even with the, with the switch with, in. With the, the switch in attack, right? Isn't that only... Oh, it's, one, a, it's oh, more than one, 120. One, it's 150, sorry. It's 150 yeah, so they if they switch in. So then they hit you for 120. So they're still having to three shot you. Oh, you have a resistance of 30? You have a resistance of 30. Negative super, 30. Okay, Super okay. relevant. That's that's it, man. So many matchups, they're coming up 10 short that's of knocking you out because that resistance. And then if you just put in one Cheryl, you just break their spirit. Yep. Oh, okay. So that's it, man. This, this deck, Can I, I don't know what I was doing. I was just like, man, I love Togekiss. I was... Loving the resistance to fighting. I mm -hmm. love the free retreat. And right there, I was like, I need to build on this because it can fuck over Leafeon, fuck over Urshifu. And then when I was like, you know, I can just keep a Moltres going. That's, that's I'm, pretty, I'm pretty happy with it. That's how I've been, man. I've been trying to start decks out with just Moltres and yeah. seeing what goes well, well with it. So. I feel like you pushed me to think about this because you called me out for not playing something rogue enough on the last episode. There so I was go, like... Man. You're back in the club. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I got I to gotta get something real fresh here and it's been working out. So and I did play well, it. Too. Played it in Sunny Weekly. It was like 60 or so entries in it and it took sixth. So I had the highest... Uh, opposition win percentage oh, so of like any of the top yeah okay. all my mat my two losses too were against the people that finished in top three nice so that's why my yeah. win opposition win percentage was that's like why you play so well yeah it was okay. almost like 80 percent. but the two losses i have i will say this it was my next turn would have been a win on either of them shoulda coulda woulda shoulda coulda woulda but that's a good feeling to know if you're going to lose you might you actually got to play. Like yeah. Togekiss got to play and hang with every single deck that it played, and it got to play against every single main deck. I will say that I'm not what my the event I played into, I did have two people say, Wow, you really had me scared there at the end. That is yeah. a pretty good feeling. Like even though you lost, it's like at least you had him had him a little worried there. Right. All right, man. Let's uh let's move on to uh TCG tricks or yeah, tips <laughs> and tricks. Tips and tricks. Hey man. Why don't you fucking listen occasionally? You might learn something. Okay, man, what's the tip or trick or tips Tactic. and tricks, whatever you said. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So our listeners might think that I've uh, fallen off the wagon and that I'm really reaching here. But the conversation we're going to be having is selecting your rarity when building your deck. Do I just sound crazy as going cuckoo, man? I know you're not cuckoo because you've already told me about this in the past. We've okay. had we've had conversations about this, mm -hmm. and to me, it just sounds like how to for someone who's OCD. Yeah, this would drive them crazy. Well, we'll get over. That. Okay, we'll get to that in a little bit. So, <laughs> all right, man. What we're going to be discussing is the tactics of when selecting like in your rarities of your cards, both in real life and online. So we're going to get right into it, man. Okay. So. There's always, you know, you have several options, but I think what most people either wish they could do or opt to do is blinging out their deck. Yeah. You know what I mean by this, man? I've seen several people locally do this, bling out every card of their deck. They won't even play a deck until it's blinged out. Yes. This is like a thousand dollar investment into some of these decks. That may just have fallen out of, you know, relevance too. Right. But they'll still play it. So what I mean by blinging out your deck is buying the most expensive version or rarity of a card possible or playsets of it and building your entire deck around it. Even if there is not a full art available, these individuals will find re reverse hollows mm -hmm. just to play, you know, just to say that they have the maximum rarity possible. Yeah. So there are some advantages to doing this, but there are also some disadvantages. We're going to go over that real quick. So the very first like disadvantages 
and I've seen this personally, these same players, and I don't want to call them weak-minded, but I'm going to, <laughs> these specific individuals I've seen, they want to flex and bling out their deck. And if anyone is listening likes to bling out their deck, that, you know, it's totally fine. I'm speaking from personal experience with these specific individuals. And they will bling out these decks, and they think they are the, the best shit ever, you know, with this bling out deck. Mm-hmm. They will misplay because their deck is so blinged out that they cannot recognize certain pieces of their deck. Have mm. you seen that? Yeah. Or they, they're like, oh, my Crobat is prized. And because right. they, 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 they just can't see it. Now, I can really see that being true for gold trainers. Okay, yes, Because sure. all of them are gold, mm-hmm. you know? Like, there's no, nothing stands out. Like, mm-hmm. every single card's gold. You're going through is like, well, is that a Cape of Toughness or is that a Crushing Hammer? Or gold energy. Like, you, can, yeah, you, can't, you right, can't differentiate right. the two. And so that is, you know... Easily the biggest downfall of bleeding out your deck because if everything is shiny and like looks really good, you know you're not going to recognize a V that normally would you know pop out. Mm-hmm. So that's the ba- that's primarily the biggest disadvantage. I've seen it happen. You yeah. have to be a very sharp player. You have to be able to read. Mm-hmm. <laughs> really, reading's hard, man. Yeah. <laughs> so if you know, like, if you're just starting out, first of all, don't bling out your deck because you don't. You may not even like the game. You know, don't invest a thousand dollars into one deck. Where you could have just spent, you know, a little over a hundred building it with the, you know, the minimum rarity, and so that's pretty much bringing out your deck. That's okay. the, that's the primary disadvantage, but the advantage of it goes the same way, and the fact that when you're trying to, your opponent is trying to take inventory of your deck, if you're not a big enough dick not to let them touch out your, you know, your thousand dollar discard pile, mm-hmm. you know, they may not easily be able to pick out the pieces as well. Would you agree with that? Yeah, that's probably true. Yeah, yeah, they got to really so, look. Or Especially they're, if they're not familiar with what that rarity looks like. For sure. Like or, if you don't see it often. Mm-hmm. And, you know, this can be kind of like a, a side of hand thing, too. When they reveal things, the damn thing looks like the same, you know. Mm-hmm. So I will have my opponent slow down when they're playing maximum rarity so I can at least read the title of the card. True, true. So I just see that all the time. So, okay. like, you know, blinging out your deck. If you can afford it and you are able to, you know, read your cards, like I mentioned before, it's a pretty viable option if it doesn't mess you up because it definitely has... It confuses me, so maybe I am a weak-minded mm-hmm. player. So <laughs> that is blinging at your deck. That's the advantages and disadvantages. We're going to move on to the, I guess, the opposite. And I only have one sentence for this, but this is minimal rarity. Mm-hmm. And so what I mean by minimal rarity is literally getting the cheapest version of the card possible. Yep, that's how I live. That's how you live. Yep. That nice, matte, pristine finish. Mm-hmm. I love it. I actually really prefer it. I do. It. And yeah, I, like I know we're not alone in this. And so... This is pretty self-explanatory, but, you know, this can also be, I guess, kind of have the same problem where all right, the cards blend together. Kind of blend, yeah. And so what you can kind of do to differ from this is that even though it's a minimal art, there are versions. There's multiple versions and prints of a card. Mm-hmm. So like Tool Scrapper, for example. There is one right now that has like a very vibrant red background. And mm-hmm. I play with that one because it's so different from all the other cards. Most of the cards are like blues and greens for your trainers cards. Mm-hmm. But this um, tool scrapper has like a very deep red background. So there's little things you can do to make it pop out. Okay. And so that's minimal rarity. Same thing, you know, not really much different, just much cheaper than blinging out your deck. Yeah. But what I'm really most excited to talk about, I guess second most excited about, last thing we're going to talk about is what I'm most excited about, <laughs> is kind of why i have this segment and it's the hybrid approach okay this is self-explanatory you're going to have a mixture of minimal rarity and max rarity cards but what you're going to want to do is say you have something in there like a little special spice yeah so for example i have 
Um, I'm playing Single Strike. It's pretty much Umbreon now, um, VMAX. And I have a Peers in there as like a little bit of a tech. Mm-hmm. So I have minimal rarity in there, except for that one copy of Peers. The one special looking fancy Peers and card so I'm, that stands I'll, out, right? Yeah. And yeah. so I know whenever I'm scanning my deck, I will see that like, okay, that one copy of Peers is in there. Mm-hmm. So I no longer have to worry about searching for my tech and knowing it's in there. I can yeah. then like turn my attention to like sequencing. Gotcha. I do the same thing online with my one full art copy of Cheryl. Mm-hmm. Like, because most decks, if I play Cheryl, I always play one. So I always yeah. have this one full art Cheryl that I'm like, is she there? Is she there? For sure. Exactly, man. And so you can do this. I mean, even if you have four copies of a card, like, so I've even considered doing this on decks that my primary engine is Raihan. Mm-hmm. So I gotcha. actually, and I might actually, I might do it after we get the new client where you can just trade in. Yeah. And I might get four copies of like a full art Raihan. Yeah. True. Because if that's your primary engine and you want to see it, that's there, you know, yeah. then you go for it. Then you do it. Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, I mean, that's pretty much it, man. Okay. Um, what about this other one? You got one other one here. Yeah, this is what I'm excited you have about. One, you, you have a title on the notes as Online Fuckery. Online Fuckery. <laughs> All right, then. So this is kind of inspired by a post that Snorlaxian made. Okay. And we, shout, we, we know we always mention this guy. He's going to be on the road tomorrow. So by the time he's listening to this, he's probably on his way to a special, you know, outing, Pokemon outing with his brother. So maybe he'll, he he might be listening to this episode. Yeah. While he's driving. That's my hope. Hopefully he smiles. Hopefully his brother smiles. What's up, Snorlaxian? (laughs) So this is kind of um, inspired by a post that he made and something that I do. And he made a post and it was like something along the lines of his opponent was playing four different artworks of yeah. boss's orders ah, and yeah. it was something like you can't trust a man that plays four different artworks of boss's orders you can't <laughs> and Snorlaxian I have to admit I do this um, I'd only do it with certain cards but this let's let's go into like kind of an explanation of the current uh, client for Pokemon TCG yeah it ha- what it does is it'll automatically stack cards of the same art mm. so your opponent can quickly sit there and inventory your discard pile right yeah or you can discard, your, or you can inventory your deck. Uh-huh. So, like, say you have four crushing hammers in your discard pile, your opponent can quickly see that that is in there. Mm-hmm. But what you can do is you can play four different artworks of crushing hammer, which I yeah. do. And I've then, seen people do it, man. Yeah. I've I've had people do it with switches and mm-hmm. fuck me up. Where I'm like, oh, they played all their switches yeah. and they got some ancient switch card from fucking like base set or something. I do that, man. I, that's the best switch card I got to yeah. say. So, <laughs> and. Yeah, that's that's really what you do. You want to do it with like super disruption cards, like that you can have four copies of, right? So you want to go ahead and you want to be, do like, like I said, your boss's orders, your your crushing hammers, things that are just disruptive as, as fuck. And lastly, man, something you mentioned before, and I didn't even write it down. And like you said, the ancient switch cards, man. When you're building your decks, these older cards that are still legal that have like a legal mm-hmm. reprint, like switch, the very old prints you know, stick out like a sore thumb. Mm-hmm. So I guess the biggest thing is you want the, you want to have the biggest difference in your artworks possible if you, I mean, if you're if you're that kind of player, right, where you need yeah. more of a visual aid. So that's that's the last thing on selecting rarity. And that's a little tidbit that you reminded me of there. But yeah, what do you think of the online fuckery, man? Have you? It's have, pretty. It's pretty cool. I mean, I haven't personally done it because part of me like being a minimalist and wanting mm-hmm. things to look clean and yeah. like simple. Always like I always do it, but I totally understand the validity of why you would do it. But I also think in terms of inventory of your own deck, it can cause some fuck ups too, right? Because it's not organizing yeah. it for you as you search scan through your deck. So you have to be probably a little bit more uh detailed. Just like you go a, just like someone that blings out your deck. Um I guess you have to be a little bit more comfortable with your deck mm-hmm. and you know, not rely on the on the 
on a client stacking it. And this kind of brings up a question. I wonder if the new client, right? Mm-hmm. I think in these online tournaments, you know, the fact that we can do, I know it's, this is not a game changer and people may recognize on this tactic, but the fact that we can still manipulate it in that way, I yeah. wonder if, if we will find a way around it. Yeah. If, they'll, if they'll force them all into one category, maybe yeah, the into, artworks. Who knows? Maybe they will, maybe they won't. True, but, true. Well, um, they're getting rid of all the cards before a certain era. They the are, only yeah. things transferring over, I heard, it's right? Black or uh, X and Y up, I think. Yeah, so maybe we won't see a lot of older at, stuff. At first, we might get, we'll get the older well, stuff. No, it was then. heart and gold silver up, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I don't think we might see all of them, but there's definitely some variation that we should see. Yeah. So, who knows, man? Well, dude, let's get into some misplays and mishaps. Because you already fucked up, man. You can't fuck up something that's already fucked up. How'd you fuck up, man? I fucked up with an escape rope. Dude. I know. Rookie mistake. No, no, no. <laughs> Amateur. <Yeah. laughs> All right. Before we get into it, man, yeah. escape rope is a hard card to play. I, I will, <laughs> you know. I notice a lot of people at runners, like. It's not for the faint of heart. <laughs> a lot of people will have questions about it and not even understand how escape rope works. Because, really? because it's a card that says that your opponent switches first. Yeah. Then you switch. Mm-hmm. And if you don't have something, you don't switch. But oh, they so still like, switch. So they're like, oh, if I can't, sw- if you can't switch, then can you play the card or what? Yeah, right, okay, right. Yeah. So this is how I fucked up. Okay. So I wanted to use an escape rope as a gusting option to bring out my opponent's only Sobble who's sitting on their bench. They have something else in the front. I'm playing Dragapult, VMAX. I have my energy on ready to attack it. Just the 60 attack, the first one energy attack. This is their only Sobble, and prior to this turn, they had been bricking. Like, they're getting nothing. Okay. So, Sobble is their out, because if they get a Drizzile, a Level Ball, an Incense... Or Drizzile. Right, any of those cards, which is probably 12 cards in their deck, Mm -hmm. will allow them to get out of the situation because they'll grab, like, a Professor's Research. So, I'm supposed to play this Escape Rope to grab their Sobble off their bench, because it's their only switchable option... And then I had nothing on my bench, so as a result, I would just get to get a free gust out of it and knock it out with my Dragapult, leaving them with one Pokemon with no attack and no supporter or anything. So oh, what, man. Did you put a fucking Pokemon on your bench? I, I put a Pokemon on my oh, bench. I'm sorry to ruin yeah, it. I, okay. put it. I did it in the wrong order. Okay, okay. So okay. I was supposed to gust the Sobble, yeah. knock it out with... Well, gust it first, mm-hmm. then play my second bench Dragapult, mm-hmm. bench it, knock it out with Shred, and then, you know, go on my merry way. And they'd have nothing, no supporter, just one Pokemon that doesn't have energy for an attack. Mm -hmm. And instead, I played my Dragapult and instantly was like, fuck. Now if I gust it, I can no longer attack it. Yeah. And I had no other way to switch. So guess what happens? They get the Drizzile. They get a Drizzile. Oh my. They get a fucking Drizzile as their next card. They evolve it, and, and they grab a the professor's research. Then they fill up their bench or something. The whole game changed. Yeah. They got everything they could possibly want from this professor's research. They filled up the bench, and they ended up winning the game, and it cost me a tournament. Like, it cost me making it into one of the rounds of a tournament because of this fuck-up. Was this uh, the late-night series one? Uh, no, this was right before that. Oh, this okay. was, yeah, this was uh, right before I went on vacation. I had, I had wrote it down because mm. I was so ashamed of it. I like I have a word document right now just to keep track of my fuck ups as I'm playing online. Should we do just a special episode? Because no, I mean I'm, I'm saving them. I'm saving, saving them. them. What but, if they become irrelevant? 
They're not escape ropes. Not a everyone thing, likes man. to sit here and listen to your fuck ups, man. <laughs> messes up more than but anyone I, like to, I know. Right, right. I, I do that. I'm like, man, I just cost myself the tournament. I didn't deserve to make it to the next <laughs> round. I had to go take a cold shower afterwards. <laughs> I just, did you just keep your clothes on. No, man. I, sat, I went in the shower with my clothes. Yeah, with my clothes on. Just put the water on and eat? drank a bottle of wine. That's that's how the day ended. <laughs> you know i had a misplay okay but it wasn't significant enough and i forgot about it because i was able to kind of weasel my way out of it so you know it does happen we do fuck up a lot but i did i did misplay in our most recent tournament so um okay yeah you know it does happen to the best okay i remember now i conceded a game when i still had one playable option Mm. yeah it was not a good option. It was a, like an option of de- desperation, but I still mm-hmm. could have played it out. Yeah. And I was playing with um, my Sableye deck. This was actually the most recent event. Mm-hmm. And what I did is I had a boss in hand. And basically they, had, basically they had knockout next turn. Yeah. But I just conceded the game. But right as I conceded, I saw the boss in my hand and I realized that I could have at least pulled something out because I had all their single strike energy on the board. Mm-hmm. And I could have bossed something out and stall them out, and I just gave up too early. So I think that's much worse than yeah, just... Yeah, that's just... pretty bad. What happened to you in, in, in return? Huh? What happened as a result of you not bossing? I mean, I, I, I made it to phase two, and you didn't, so I don't know what you're getting at here. <laughs> no, like, did you win? You didn't win the match, though? I conceded. Oh, oh, you just I conceded. Can, as I conceded, you. I saw that in my hand oh, as, the, as yeah. the loss thing. I was just like, oh, yeah, you got, you got it, but then I saw it. Gotcha, gotcha. I did not play it out. I didn't... I did not fight tooth and nail in a competitive <sighs> event. You gotta so, fight. I mean, what's unless you're tired, then you're just like fuck it, and you just go to bed. Yeah, this was not it. Cause I <laughs> ended up, yeah, so that was not like I still made phase two, but I made it with the weak standing. So you know, maybe I was I should have fought it out. I was so pissed at myself. So I gave did up. Did you too take easy. the cold shower and with your clothes on? No, I continued to play and not make it much further in the table. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> You're like, well, maybe I won't fuck up next round. <laughs> I, and I won, I won, I won, and then I tied, and then um, so yeah, fucking. How do you keep tying online, dude? What we'll the talk fuck? about it. That's going to be the next sec or two segments from now, man. Okay, so we're going to talk let's about move. it because yeah. you always tie. <laughs> you accusing me of something? I'm just, I don't know, man. I just see all these one ties okay, popping okay, okay. up on your record. So right, I don't know. I don't know. Okay, let's get into some TCG terminology. Where's the TV? Now, everybody, open your To Kill a Mockingbirds to page one. Good. Now, who can tell me why Jem cries when the hole in the tree is filled with cement? Because she's a crybaby? <laughs> Get out. We're here to learn. Okay, man. What is our terminology of the week? We haven't done one of these in a while. I know, so... This is a segment that we don't do that often, but where we teach people the linguo, linguo, lingo, the linguo, linguo, uh, the jargon, and the, the I don't even know a worm that worms of jargon, bargain <laughs> of the TCG world. And this week, we're gonna, I'm going to call it the content creator edition. Okay. <laughs> First of all, man, I do not, I don't, I don't, content creators, man. Are and, we considered a content creator? 
I want to say Dude, no. Is this considered content? I guess so. But I, I think I want to think that it's more has more substance than it's straight from our soul. Well, so when I think of content, yeah, and there's an arcade fire called Infinite Content. There's actually two of it. We're not going to play it or anything like that. But when you listen to it, it's like your money's already spent on Infinite Content. And what I think about that is like just soulless, meaningless <laughs> content that has yeah. really no purpose. And yeah, we're talking about a fucking kids game, but at least we're telling you how to play. So I think we have a little bit more like substance yeah. than most content creators. But I guess we are content creators by definition or by trade. I guess by someone's definition by yeah. trade, we don't make money, dude. We're not fucking. <laughs> so we're not going to name any names. But what I'm going to do is I'm going to do a couple of terms that I hear yeah. when you know I do watch the occasional YouTube video of yeah. very popular content creators on there. Okay. So we're going to go down the list, and I want this to be a conversation. I want you to you know. Even chime in with your opinion on some of these. Yep. All right, man. Number one. Everyone's heard this. Totally busted. <laughs> That's so broken. <laughs> and yes, I am making fun it's like of four crushing hammers and four fan of waves in Dragapult. Totally. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone does this. Everyone does this. Every content creator, and they do it. They have such an influence that people at you know our regular events yeah. say totally busted. That's a busted. That's deck. busted. That's broken. That's a broken combo. But have you ever stopped to think about what they're actually trying to say? Yeah, I mean, they're trying to say like it's. I guess it's easy to put together. It's a combination that allows you to get some type of advantageous situation in the game, and it's fairly simple to be able to do. It's synergistic. And, yeah. So that's what they mean. Yeah. But what they're actually saying is that what they're playing is broken. Yeah. It breaks the game. Ever think about that? Yeah. It busts the meta. It busts the state of the game. And that is not the fact. Because you it know doesn't. What, no. You know what happens if something breaks the game or busts you know, the mechanics of the game? It becomes banned. Right. So. It doesn't stop people from playing. Yeah. And like, honestly, right now, there is nothing I see anyone playing in any meta deck that breaks the game. Yeah. Because we are currently at a position where you can't even get rid of your weakness. Mm -hmm. And every single deck will have an Achilles heel and lose to something. And that is a well-balanced game. Yeah, so, that's what we see right now. So what they should be saying, and it's not as exciting as, this is totally balanced. <laughs> this is totally fair. <laughs> this but is synergistic, don't. man. But I guess, for, I don't know if it's just... I think we're doing the same impression, too. I think we're thinking of the same content creator. I, all we're of them say it. You know, oh, yeah. Some will be a little bit less like excited about it. And, you know, yeah. say, this is a totally busted deck, or, you know... Um, all of them say it. Yeah, this is um, true. And that's cool. And all, but I think it kind of leads to a misconception of like, yeah. it creates a hype for a certain deck. Yeah. And that is why these people here, they really are influencers on the game. And I guess in a way we try to influence the game, maybe in a different direction than they are. Yeah. But I just, I guess I'm asking the listeners to kind of stop and, and, and think about if, if when they're saying that, you know, they're just trying to hype something up. It's mm. not totally busted or totally broken or else it becomes banned. And that's, that's really the point of that. that yeah. So... Think we need to elaborate any further? No, or? I don't. I don't think so. But yeah, I definitely hear that. All right, man. Okay, what's next? I want you to read the second bullet. Tier one, tier two, tier who gives a fuck? <laughs> exactly, man. You know, when I hear tier one or tier two, I totally just my eyes, you know, glaze over. I don't even listen. Yeah, but. I stopped, you know, and I had to, you know, actually like kind of consider what these these individual or content creators are trying to say by when they put things in tears. And I guess we do the complete opposite. Well, we are talking about 
the bottom of this tier list. But when you hear tier one, I guess that's traditionally like the top three decks in the meta right now. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. It's yeah. saying like these are the top three decks that, you know, the top three performing decks. So it's tier one. But I guess the thing to consider too is like, are the top three performing decks good because they're good? Mm-hmm. Or are they good because 50% of people are playing it? Or yeah. 20 or 30%? Are they just good because the law of big numbers states they will be good? That they're good. That there's so much hype from, you know, these, these creators just sitting there hyping up a deck so much to the mm-hmm. point that, Everyone's playing it, so by default, it has to perform well. Right. And so, yeah. Self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, man. So, but we're not immune to that either. You know what we say? Like, we are, I guess we're doing the tier four. You know, we're trying to <laughs> advocate for the lesser known decks. So we're not, we're not any different than these plays. We're just on the, op- I guess we are different, but we're on the opposite side of we the spectrum. We don't put ours in a tier, though. Yeah. Like, we're not. We I, do, though. We put it in the category. Of, our, our category is like, how do we break what everyone else is playing, mm-hmm. you know? So when you hear something that is not a tier one deck, that does not mean that is a bad deck. Even if it is a tier one deck, that does not mean it's a good deck. Yeah. It's just what everyone is playing, that is what you can expect to see and what is performing well at the time. But you can play whatever the hell you want and make it Right. What I don't like is people predicting a tier of a deck before it even comes out. Yeah. Because I see pretty much all the big content creators will create a video prior to a set release, predicting this is going to be the tier of the meta after this comes out. Yeah. And I heard people say Rayquaza VMAX was going to be tier one. Mm-hmm. Rayquaza VMAX isn't tier one or two. That's rogue. It's right At this point, it's now a rogue deck. Mm-hmm. But everyone predicted that it was going to be, I wouldn't even say it's rogue though, because it's not attacking the top tiers. Mm-hmm. For me, and maybe this is my definition, for me, Someone has to create the top tiers. Mm-hmm. They create the meta, and Rogue aims at dismantling the meta. Well, man, you know what? You moved right on to our last bullet, so let's move on right there real quick. Yeah. Um, go ahead and keep talking about what you think a Rogue deck is. <laughs> a Rogue deck has to, first, you have to have an enemy, okay. right? You have to have an adversary, and the Rogue deck is designed to break that adversary. Not its sole purpose, yeah, right? Is okay. to disrupt what people are playing what mm-hmm. the mass is playing that's the point of rogue okay that's my definition of that's rogue. your definition of it yeah mine's a little bit different and that it just has to be lesser known it has to just be when someone sees what you're playing and they say what the fuck is that okay because when i've had you know like my decks in the past like the overgrown monkey or the you know yeah. the, you know the blazing bunny they didn't necessarily have an adversary and maybe that's why they didn't perform as well as most but they they function and they exist. Yeah. They existed well in a meta by, you know, but not being but widely. See, known. I would argue that they do have an adversary because they're they single. Sing, they're single prize yeah. decks, and therefore every non single prize deck mm-hmm. is your adversary. Yes, because exactly. the prize trade alone, if you can make a consistent one prizer, mm-hmm. it should beat a consistent three prizer. Just by prize exchange yes. alone, and you know we don't know. Hey, we don't know if our listeners listen to our last TCD uh, terminology. What's a single prize versus a three prize deck? We're talking about a, a a single. I will have so V Max Pokemon. Yeah, V Max Pokemon are a three prize because when you knock them out, you take three prize cards. Right. Whereas a single prize is a Pokemon that's not a V or V Max. You knock mm-hmm. it out, and that's a single prize. So, right. Okay. All right, man. So the reason why is I want to say we hear content creators say something that's called a budget deck. Okay. And how would you say that is different than a rogue deck? 
Man, a budget deck is simply just a cost-effective deck. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be rogue because I think of things like Mad Party, Lost March, yeah. decks that that are designed to function. Like mm -hmm. Pokemon created the mechanics intentionally. Yeah. They were so intentional on how Mad Party was developed. It was meant, it was kind of like everyone was going to put two and two together yep. and create that deck. And it was made that it was going to be cheap, that you could build it for less than, or like 20 bucks or less, basically. Build an entire competitive deck. So, so, 20, budget, so budget should be a pretty competitive deck, I'd mm -hmm. say. I would say about $50, $60 is kind of that cap right there. And actually, you know what I would consider a budget deck would be Zashi and Zamazenta right now. Would you agree? Right now, yeah. yeah. That's, I would say that's still... Still pretty cheap, but right now the price of cards has also dropped so much mm, that like the budget's budget real cheap now yeah. compared to what it used to be a budget deck. It exactly. used to be a meta deck was 100 plus mm -hmm. and budget was 50 or less, but I feel like right now there's a lot of budget. Like you just said, you got Zacians and Zamazentas for what, a buck or something yeah, each? Like, a buck or two. That's insane. Mm -hmm. That's like your deck. And yeah. then the rest is just other cheap trainers and stuff. So that's that probably is like a 20, 25 buck deck right now. Yeah. So to recap this point we tried to make here, um, budget decks and rogue decks can be interchangeable. Rogue decks are typically rogue or budget decks because they're lesser played cards. And so they're, they're you know, there's not as much hype. So the prices are usually low. Right? Yeah. They're not always interchangeable. And then what was that? Rogue decks can be, but you know, like I said, bro, you know, they just go hand in hand usually, but they're not exactly the same nest all the time. Yeah. All right, man. Last point. This was supposed to be the third point, but damn it. Uh, you okay. Made the last one. <laughs> I, this is my biggest pet peeve ever, man. And it fucking pisses me off is when these content creators, and I don't, if we've done it in the past, call us out. I mean, please do. When people say the correct way to play, correct right. way to play a deck, like the correct count. And yeah. there are there are better ways to play. There are maybe more advantageous counts of a line of Pokemon, but there's no one correct way to play. There's no correct deck to play. Mm -hmm. And what I what makes me so mad is these it's these people that are you know really trying to test their influence and trying to impose it onto the community by yeah. using statements of like correct way to play. It almost like it tries to validate their own coaching to some mm -hmm. degree. Like, exactly, okay, yeah. I'm telling you there's a way, a correct way to play, so you feel like the way you're playing is inferior and therefore I'm worth money and yeah. you should hire me. Exactly. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that right there, that's the worst thing that, you know, I love, I don't love. I, I enjoy when I'm taking a shit and I feel <laughs> like I need to get caught up on a little bit of Pokemon, you know, if I feel a little out of touch, I turn on some of these videos. They're good. Yeah. They're good poop videos <laughs> and um you know i like to learn but they're th that's my biggest pet peeve is when they they just try to insert their influence by either you know giving something a tear or putting it in a bread box or you know yeah so you know you know what else is a good thing to listen to while you're taking a shit what pokey rogue pokey rogue pokey rogue we talk know. shit while you're taking a shit <laughs> okay man. all right man i'll turn on pokey rogue next time i'm taking a shit <laughs> I guess that that is the level of our audience. We don't care where you listen, as long as you listen, even if you're in the shitter at work. Listen to Pokey Rogue. All right, man. Okay, it's time to not be a dick. Welcome everybody to the Don't Be a Dick segment. We talk about how all the ways you can avoid pissing off your opponent when playing Pokemon. So the next time before you want to blame your loss on a boss's orders or a bad hand, remember, don't be a dick. All right, man. What has got you uh, 
so worked up right now. Man, I guess we had a debate kind of earlier about whether this was a dick, because I think everyone just hates this person, but someone who cheats. Dude, you're, if you cheat, it, you're a dick by default. I almost feel like that's beyond dick, right? That's just its own thing. You but. wanted to make a brand new segment about cheating, and maybe we'll do that in the future. Yeah. But right now, man, let's just keep it as don't be a dick. So okay. let's, let's tell me about your experience. So I'm playing online. And I got paired against in the first round of the event okay. a very notable player who Don't I'm, I'm not going to call the name. Mm-hmm. A very notable player okay. who consistently places in the top 16. All so right. I'll leave it there. 16 to 32. We'll say that. Okay. Pretty much every big event. Anyways, this player enters the match and it turns out he's just playing the wrong deck altogether. So we start. Allegedly. Allegedly. So we, we start the match. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I'm looking at his deck list before I glance over it. I see he's playing, according to his deck list, he's going to be playing some type of Leafeon, Inteleon, Drizzle, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. A Leafeon deck. Typical Leafeon deck. And then we start playing. The match is ensuing. I win the coin toss, which was pretty awesome. I'm playing Dragapult. I see him play just some Sobbles. You know, nothing else yet. Just yeah. Sobbles. Okay. So I'm like, this looks normal, right? Mm-hmm. We're playing the game. He's bricking too on his turn. So I yeah. go, I start getting my Dragapult set up. Everything's looking awesome. Yeah. I got Dragapult, got an energy on it. He's got just two Sobble out. He gets nothing going second. Doesn't play a supporter or anything. Yeah. It's my turn now. I go and play, uh, what's it called? A, uh, my Evolve into my Dragapult VMAX. Mm-hmm. And it's my chance to start knocking out these Sobbles. And the dude just says three turns into the game. Yeah. Okay. I'm gonna get. I'm gonna get a Sobble yeah. knocked out. I'm gonna get one of them. I'm not gonna get both. Yeah. At this point, because I didn't have the the Zigzagoon, and he just goes, "Oh shit, I'm playing the wrong deck," mm-hmm. and tells me that he is actually playing Jolteon. Okay. And he's playing the wrong deck, and he clicks concede on the game. Okay. What the fuck? Okay. So, so now he loses I'm the, the match, right? Right. He should lose the match. Okay. Right. Uh-huh. He goes. I'm like, okay, well, I won. So I click one. Mm-hmm. And then he contests it and calls the judge yeah. and says, I was playing the wrong deck list. Okay. I meant to play Jolteon or something. You know, sorry, he's like, I meant to play Leafeon, but I'm accidentally playing, I play Jolteon. Yeah. And then he's like, but the rules state that because I'm only a few minutes in, I'm before that like five minute initial window. Mm-hmm. He's like, it should be okay, right? No, it shouldn't and be. It shouldn't be, right? Because you played the wrong deck. For you multiple clicked, turns. For multiple turns. Yeah. You click concede only when I'm about to knock out and leave you with one Sobble. Yeah. And then the dude's like, yeah, you know, it should be fine. And the judge decides in his favor, okay, well, since you're just during the opening five minutes, yeah. play the match again. And then I had to contest it to say, well, can I at least go first? Yeah, exactly. And what, because what was the ruling there? They did let me go first. Okay, they said, well, okay, well, we're going to let you go first no matter what. But mm-hmm. it's like, he got to just switch decks. Yeah, allegedly. Know? Allegedly yeah. got to switch decks because it wasn't working out. He's like, his excuse was, my deck list didn't upload. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe you clicked it, copy and pasted it, but didn't click submit. That's not my problem. Yeah. Maybe you forgot to click submit. You need to check your deck list, see what is submitted. Because when you go in and look at your entries on Limitless, you can see what deck list you submitted. Easily, yeah. So I don't know what his deal was. But anyways, we got to then play it out. And then I still beat him in the end. We, okay. played, we played another match, and yeah. I did beat him. 
But it was ridiculous that he knew the rules, apparently, of this tournament to say that this happened during the five minutes. We've seen this guy's name. He's made multiple top cuts. Yes. He's not fucking new to the the game. Not at all. This is an experienced player. A good player. A good player. He is good as well. And tried to pull some shenanigans like this. So I don't know if he's tried to pull this shit before, but given his reputation, her reputation, seeing their placements, right? This person has made multiple top cuts, has entered enough times to at least glance at the rules to know that you need to be playing the correct deck. Yeah. The reason what makes this fishy, though, is that you never got to see a Jolteon or anything like that. No. So they probably just felt that they had a really poor start and that they wanted to manipulate this mechanic, that five-minute rule. So, man, I want to tell you something. You said yeah. you didn't know how to screenshot earlier. See this button right here? Right there? That? Yeah, just press that. That gives a screenshot of your entire computer. Don't, don't do it right now. We might okay. lose the recording. <laughs> but, yeah, right here, press that button, man. And when you see, like, when they when you lose and, like, it shows that you've won, just, yeah. just submit that screenshot. You don't need, you can, at that point, say no. We played a game and they conceded. doesn't matter why. Yeah. Yeah, and just provide that screenshot, and they can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. Ridiculous, dude. Yeah. Just straight so, ridiculous. Anyway, yeah, that's cheating, man. And there's other ways to cheat on these online events, but that's just fucking ridiculous, man. And the fact that they got away with it just pisses me off. And the why I feel like they're cheating is that you played so many turns, and sure, they maybe didn't have a search card to, right. reali- to realize that they had a... Maybe they did, and that would be mm-hmm. even worse. But so um, that's just that's bad practice, man. Right. They were, um, they were just playing, like, trying to act stupid and, you know. Mm-hmm. Kind of, if you like, make a mistake and you do play the wrong list, dude, just fucking own up to it and be like, oh, I made a mistake. Take yeah. the win. Don't try to get a free win out of it or yeah. get the judge to let you off the hook. Like, or a second you, chance. Yeah. yeah, a second chance. If you accidentally play the wrong list and you're two turns into this when you realize you played the wrong list, yeah. I don't know how you do it. You just clicked and didn't notice what you no. clicked on. But, like... I'm very careful. You just need to you need to own up to it and be like, man, I fucked up. I'm very careful. So when I play in a specific event, I will change the name of the deck list before that event. So say I'm playing late series whatever, mm. I will rename it, say, late series six, and I will unfavorite every other deck. I only keep yeah. one, the one I'm playing. Oh, so that's there smart, the yeah. And, you know, I, I double and triple check to make sure I have the correct deck. So, man, let's move on real quick. I do have a couple of, like, I guess other honorable mentions for a, how to not be a dick playing online. Okay. We're just going to glaze over them. We're going a little long here. But here we go, man. Something I noticed was waiting for people to like go last minute to check in and then to start the round. And the reason why I believe they're doing this is to kind of basically if they don't win, they at least will get a draw because they can slow roll you. Yeah. And this oh, is yeah, what yeah. fucking happened to me they when you were calling me out on my ties, man. I was playing a Decidueye player. Yeah. And that's how I got my ties because my opponent yeah. never gave me the chance to beat It makes them. sense because yeah. they they're playing a deck that's aimed at stall. For, yeah. So for them... The game is about 20 minutes mm-hmm. or 25 in a 30-minute round. Like, they don't want to play you for 30 minutes. Yeah. Right. So I could see them. That's why they do it. But it's definitely totally dick to, like, yeah. purposely waste the time of the round. The be- beforehand, you know, yeah. the check-in real slow and things like that. Now, you could argue, though, that the round is only intended to be that middle time. And mm-hmm. therefore, they're, you know. Well, they, they, when they, you know, you have the five-minute setup or two-minute setup. Yeah. But whenever the game doesn't start until about 18 minutes in, yeah. they've effectively served their purpose. Gotcha. Or they've done what they were going for. Lastly, or not lastly, next we're going to move on to being salty when someone denies your request to ID. We kind of mentioned it earlier mm-hmm. um, where someone asked me an ID and I said I didn't want to play it out. And they're like, geez, yikes. Okay, man, if you want to, you know, like, just be cool. You know, if I don't want an ID, man, I don't want an ID. 
Yep. Leave it at that. All right, man. And lastly, man, this is um, something the Snorlax team was kind of griping about, and for good reason, completely being a ghost during your entire interaction, like mm-hmm. of Limitless CCG. Um, send them a GG after the fact. Send them a hard in the game. You know, I know people don't have the ability to sit there and want to type out an entire message while playing the game. I certainly don't. Mm-hmm. But, you know, acknowledge your opponent. Give them a, give them a hard, a happy face. Whatever, yeah. Don't be a ghost about it, regardless of the outcome. If you win, say GG. If you lose, say GG. Be a good, be a good sport about it. Makes sense to me, man. All right, man. I kind of rushed through <laughs> that, but it, we had to say it. Had to be said. <laughs> that is that is online tournament etiquette. Right. We're learning a lot about this whole new sphere of dicks. Yeah. Because we've always come across the in-person dicks, and mm-hmm. now we're entering this limitless world and infinite dick possibilities. It is. Yeah. It's <laughs> crazy. Okay, let's get into some rogue radar. Okay, man, what's our unreleased card? Unreleased card that is on our radar. This one's actually really cool, but I'm kind of kind of upset, man, because I, I wrote this segment, and then I was scanning through YouTube, and I saw it on the uh, the clip art of a famous YouTuber, so now I feel like it's yeah. not a rogue radar. It's, it's not like, really rogue, man. It's not? I, it's not. So I've actually... I heard of this card probably over a month ago because well, it was already like picked out as like this is gonna change the game okay so I but maybe we I'll, can I'll find a rogue every, application i think i have maybe not and so what i'm i'm really am oblivious um you know like i said i watch but i really don't watch a whole lot mm-hmm. my interaction is playing the games and looking at the cards i usually try not to watch you know video or youtubers because i don't usually agree with their opinions so i don't yeah. i'm usually not kept in the loop so i genuinely came across this card by looking at you know like sarah B online or something and this is how i think it'll be a game changer and so i'm talking about genesect v yeah and let's talk about the card real quick it has an ability called fusion strike system and the current translation says once during your turn you may draw cards until you have as many cards in your hand as you have fusion strike pokemon in play yeah, it's awesome. Free so draw. What really kind of it happens every turn, right? It happens every turn, but what kind of the current translation what poker stuck out to me was the fact that you can do it multiple times a turn. It says once during your turn. Once during your turn. Well, each each genesect. For each yes, genesect. Yeah. It doesn't say that you can't use no. you can only use one fusion. It doesn't say that. Right. You can use four fusion strike. If you have them on the bench, you can use it four times. Yeah. And this is why what kind of made me, you know, I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be a really cool card, you know, cool tech in your hand. If you want to mm-hmm. play two or three, it's going to just be a really consistent card. I'm sure that's why everyone's yeah. playing it. But then I saw its attack, and I was like, okay, you know, this this is kind of kind of a good card. Mm-hmm. For two metal and a colorless energy, it does 210 damage, and this Pokemon can attack during your next turn. This mm-hmm. is very comparable to Zashi and V, which is a standalone deck in itself. Yeah. So... I'm going to go, maybe, maybe this is how everyone's hyping the deck up. But I'm thinking this is just going to be a good standalone card for its own and its own archetype. Maybe people are seeing this as a tech with the, and what I'm thinking is they're doing it with the Mew V Fusion Strike, yeah. Max, whatever. I'm not, I'm not really seeing it that way. I'm seeing this as its own standalone deck. Say we pair it with um, Elisa's Radiance, the card you mentioned last week. Yeah. That accelerates two Fusion Strike energy from your deck to your yep. Pokemon. 
I'm seeing that. So that metal saucer manual attachment. You're set mm-hmm. up tacking on your first turn. And exactly. You do a switch and then a switch or whatever the hell you need yep. to do. You're going to be grabbing all the resources because you're going to be going through your deck like a fucking madman. Furthermore, you know, maybe put in a couple of those power level tablets to hit relevant numbers to take one shots on Vs or to set up for an easy two shot on a VMAX. To remind those who didn't hear about power tablet on our previous yeah. episode, what was power tablet? It's an item card. You can play once you play this item card, your Pokemon's attacks, your fusion strike Pokemon's attacks do twenty more damage. So yeah. you can play up to four if you need to. Yeah. If you want to. So you put a couple of those in, like you said, metal saucers, and you have a deck. That is that how Everyone's That's, talking about no, it. No, no, not at all. People are just talking about it as a support for draw a draw engine for all so, these other relevant decks that are hyped. But I I do see its merit because it could be real quick. This mm-hmm. could be a going second card yeah. that takes a donk even. Yes. Right? On the regular V. It's it gets for faster, two tens. It's faster than Zacian. Right. It has 40 less HP, 30 less HP than Zacian. This is going to be a glass cannon every... Every Genesect card in, in existence has always been a glass cannon. I even think the fucking Pokemon in the game is. Yeah. That's okay, though. And I think this is just going to pop... This, this deck has the ability to pop off and be consistent and have a late game. You're going to yeah. want to play cards that let you dwindle your hand down, mm-hmm. like the Rotom phone, where you get to select the card that you play. Right. Where you don't necessarily have to grab a target, so you can lo- lesser and lesser your hand, making mm-hmm. your single strike, whatever the fuck it's called, more, more successful. Right. So, yeah. Is that is that different? That's different. Yeah, okay. I definitely think it has rogue applications. Mm-hmm. I just think it's a hyped card that people are going to use. Yeah, I'm looking at it now, thinking the deck I talked about last week. Yeah, the well, the unreleased spotlight, the mm-hmm. Latios and Latias would benefit by having this on the bench, just then, one one copy. Just then you draw. would kind of lose it, though. I mean, not really, but then that's a two prizer they could take yeah, out. But they I mean, got, a lot they got a gust for it, you yeah. know, and everything else. But it's, it's since you're going to play four, mm-hmm. five Latios Latias, you're going to fill up your entire bench anyways. This is going to guarantee that you keep cycling through, mm-hmm. getting those energy, member because you need the energy to use the abilities to put them onto your Pokemon. Right. So this, I mean, one of on your bench, hey, it's pretty solid. Yeah. So... Yeah, Genesect VMAX. I, oh, v, v, not v, VMAX. V, right. Yeah, VMAX. So, you know, there might be a good partner. It might do well with Zamazenta. Who really gives a shit? I'm going to play <laughs> I'm gonna play it like this. I might just play four of them and see how it goes. Yeah. I think it. I, I think it's better than Zacian. It doesn't mm-hmm. end your turn to use its ability. It It's consistent enough. There's a supporter card that makes it more consistent with energy, a lot more faster than Zacian V. I think yeah. this will be the Zacian V's direct replacement. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. Possibly. I mean, they're done in different ways. Because Zacian, right, you get to just do that ability and instantly draw no matter what. And yeah. you get to accelerate off the draw. So it's it's, a, it's definitely a different function. But Maybe this has a supporter. Yeah, this has a supporter that also works, you know, to get you energy. So yeah. that's cool. Yeah. All right, man, let's move on real quick. Um, just a quick honorable mention. We were kind of questioning whether or not there was a deck that put the single strike or the fusion strike um, trainer cards back into from the discard into your hand or into the deck. Mm-hmm. And I found one, but it's in the form of an attack. It is the Fusion Strike Smeargle. Okay. What does and that so do? For one colorless um, energy, it allows you to look for two Fusion Strike trainers in your discard pile, mm-hmm. reveal them, and put them into your hand. Okay. So it just lets you get them back. But yeah, it lets you get it them back. It is an attack. So the way I'm kind of thinking about this in your Latios, Latias kind of Fusion Strike deck here, and the way my application is, is say maybe you're not going to have the attack when you need because you're going to need to build up a Latios for whatever reason. You kind of miss mm. it. Then you can promote the Smeargle and grab those resources and set up another, like maybe a big one-shot, a big hit that you need to grab two more of those power tablets if you need to. Just kind okay. of a little, yeah. Yeah, maybe. A little extra thing. 
you know, do some, um, do your Latios and Latios red cell boost or whatever the hell it's called in the background. And then yeah. just fire this off, get the more resources and kind of let your True, opponent yeah. know what's if coming If you next. didn't have the attack anyways that turn, this yeah, would be better have, than, yeah. than not having the attack. So, so. Anyway. Uh, Honorable mention. Yeah. Hey, not Smirgle. that great, but you cool know. Cool card. He's got lots of, lots of colors on lots the card. Lots of art Smeargle normally does. Yeah. Um, I like the energy orgy. <laughs> better, but you know, you like that one better, really. Yeah. Yep. Oh shit! He's just knocking over bottles. Over That's there. my <laughs> bottle from last week, my coffee bottle. So, <laughs> well, man, I think we've come to an end of the episode. I think this is a pretty long episode too. Yeah. Well, guys, if you made it to the end of this episode, we greatly appreciate you. Please take a second to give us a five star review and follow us on your podcast platform. Pokey Rogue wants to hear from you and build a community together. Reach out to us with your thoughts about Rogue decks, misplays, and how to avoid being a dick when playing Pokemon. Let's keep this conversation going. You can find us on Facebook at Pokey-Rogue-TCG or email us directly at PokeyRogueTCG23 at gmail.com or on Instagram at PokeyRogueTCG. Sweet, man. I mean, the guys, we've loved the people reaching out to us recently, you know, yeah, with deck sure. ideas, getting some conversations going. Yeah, we've let's... definitely had, we've had some good times with it, so. All right, man. I'm not going to say your last name until you give me the pronunciation, but Glenn B. What, what country was he from? Man, that's a good you're quizzing me right now what uh, country he is from. Belgium. Belgium. Belgium, yeah. Yeah, and, and, you know, sorry, Glenn, we didn't know you. We have a lot of European countries, I guess you yeah. say Western Europe right now. Yeah. Um, it excites us every time that a new flag pops up on our analytics. So thanks for listening, guys. We're super excited when people like Glenn reach out. Hey, Glenn, your rogue deck is going to be the rogue deck of the week next week, I promise. Awesome. Have All a right. good one, everybody. See ya.